We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I think Denzel Mims is going to be a lot worse than people think he will be. People, <laughs> people are, are bringing up stop. like Denzel Mims being like, a top 15 wide receiver next year. And I'm like, okay. out, out of what? Like, <laughs> what? Where, like where is this coming? Like, Blaine, where are you finding these people? I've never are you, where is this no, James, no, Where are these are, James Robinson hype? Are you, no. What message boards are you looking at where people <laughs> think Denzel Mims and James Robinson are like the cream of the crop players? Remember when we were talking about Zach Wilson and how we don't think he's really going to be all that great in the NFL? People were like, well, he has Denzel Mims. And I'm like, true, is Denzel does. Mims a number one wide receiver? He will be soon, man. Trust. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, and as always, I'm joined by the two greatest co-hosts of all time in Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. How are you guys today? I'm always great. I'm always good. I called you the Have greatest co-host of all time, and you say you're always great. <laughs> I'm always great. That's why. It's always great. That's why. Um, and just I'm a reminder well. that we are on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. So whatever you can do, whether it be subscribe, rate, review, comment, etc., we always appreciate it. And make sure to give a follow to at Stay Hot Pod on TikTok so we can deliver some great content to you guys there as well. And make sure you check out Theo's newest Stay Hot shot about Jameis Winston and whether or not he should be the QB of the New Orleans Saints. I already watched it. It's absolutely fire. And if you have any ideas for what you'd like us to review on Stay Hot Shots, you can leave us a comment on YouTube or you can email us at stayhotpod at gmail.com. Speaking of YouTube, our main man Light in the YouTube comment section said, Theo should grow a beard. What do you think about that? Can you grow a beard, like a full beard? No, I can't grow a full beard. There's a little triangle in between the corner of my mouth, my chin, and my sideburns that does not grow, so it doesn't all connect. Now, I do have videos, old videos, where I had haven't shaved in a while, and I have like a little stubble, yeah. and it kind of looks like a beard, but I'm not going to be able to grow a full beard here. 
uh, unfortunately, because I think I'd look super hot with a beard. <laughs> yeah, I have the I have the exact same problem. I try to. I, I, yep. I was recently on vacation, so I figured, you know, why not grow it out? Because I just turned twenty, so I figure I'll, I'll see what I got. Uh, and I've got this like spot. <laughs> I have this spot under my chin that just doesn't grow for some reason. And then this side of my face is not not as strong as this side. Uh, yeah. So it's blonde kind of in some spots. So it's not too bad, but it's a little weird. So I figure I'm better off uh, with the clean shaven look for now. Just yeah. watch it. You look exactly like Bo Burnham. That was my whole, th- <laughs> like I was trying to, that's that's your lookalike is a like young Bo Burnham. And now he's got the whole like beard going and you'd probably look like that because give me a little like bit of time maybe i can get that type of beard i've had somebody actually, a stranger come up to me in public and tell me i look like him that's actually you do cool. you look just like him I, I i never really thought about it but i always thought you looked a little bit like young gravy but uh bo burnham might be a little <laughs> bit of a a nicer comparison <laughs> um i personally young don't gordon think, hayward too young gordon hayward <laughs> i personally don't think i can grow much of a beard either um i i guess we're all limited in that realm I, I do every once in a while grow a decent goatee, but I only do it when I grow my hair out because otherwise it like the whole point of like me getting a haircut I then shave and I have like this perfect clean look and otherwise it, it doesn't really fit. Bladen, you know what you would look good with? What? Ear, an earring, a gold earring. earring. I think you could pull off an earring. I, yes, I, you I, could pull off an is, earring. Is this because I, I posted the Instagram post with like the gold chain? Is that why? I don't think so, but I think you could pull off some like s- some some bling in your ear. I think it's I don't good. Know. I I I, it's, yeah, some I don't think I could do an earring, mostly because I'm I terrified of needles and like I I would no. hate yeah. So I don't even think I could get my ear pierced. So all right, you would rock it though. I'll take your word for it. Maybe I'll Photoshop it, see how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> but but. Uh, <laughs> Aside from that, let's hop into the NBA Finals because Game 1 is down. And, you know, by the time this comes out, Game 2 will already be done. But uh, they had Giannis playing. And I didn't, and I think Matt can agree with me. I don't think he looked 100%, but I believe you you thought he looked pretty no, good. No, end. Giannis. Giannis looked, he looked like he was moving fine to me. He looks like <laughs> Giannis to, to my eyes when he was I don't think he looked nearly as aggressive. Maybe not. But no, he wasn't. I thought that he was. He, he definitely he was moving pretty good. And after the game, he said, there "I was felt a hundred percent." Like I thought that he looks like he was moving to the point where everyone is going to be like, "If the Suns win, everyone is going to be like, Giannis wasn't a hundred percent." What? A, but like he was moving fine. And same with LeBron. Honestly, in the first in the first series, like LeBron was moving pretty well in that series too. I think it's a little bit over exaggerated how hobbled they are because they were moving pretty good to my eyes. I think he's at a point where he still can like move good. It's not so bad where all of his movement's going to be affected, but he definitely wasn't as aggressive as I'd expect him to be if he was 100% healthy. Uh, 11 shots, I just I don't buy that's how like that was their game plan with an 100% Giannis, and I don't buy that you can hyperextend your knee and then come back and immediately play finals level basketball what like a week later. There's no way. No human on earth is doing that. Um but he looked he did look pretty solid. He was still good defensively. Maybe he didn't attack as much on offense as you wanted him to. And the same thing with LeBron. He probably didn't attack as much on offense as you wanted him to. 
But I, I don't know. Hopefully he'll look better this game. If he can't be more aggressive, though, uh, I think it's going to be a, a pretty big problem for them. Yeah, I keep saying Suns in six, but I mean, it, it, the way Theo, I think, said it best, you know, it's either going to be Giannis is 100% and they're still not going to be good enough, or he isn't 100% and that's going to be the reason why the Suns lose. And and I think the more that he plays, especially coming back so early, it's definitely going to have some sort of hindrance on their performance. And I mean, this was kind of the way that we predicted it to go in the last podcast, maybe is like, maybe they rush him back and he's not 100% or they don't gel quite right away. And maybe the Suns go up 2-0 and then maybe the Bucks start to hit a little bit more of a rhythm. They bring it to a game six, they bring it to a game seven and the Suns win eventually. That's still, I think, my prediction. I think game one is kind of in line with how that, yeah. how that prediction I uh, predicted, I guess. I kind of feel like the Bucks are going to get it tonight. I think they're going to win. Uh, I yeah. thought, yeah, I don't know if, I don't want to say that I'm doubting him, but asking Chris Paul to do what he did last night again is a pretty big ask. Um, and they, the, there's no doubt that Phoenix definitely had a pretty friendly whistle. And maybe they will again because they're the home team or whatever. Um, but I think if Giannis can come out and be a little bit more aggressive uh, and and maybe Phoenix or, or maybe Milwaukee won't play Brooke Lopez as much because defensively Phoenix is just crushing him. Uh, I think they could put together a better game than they did game one. Yeah. I mean, Jay Crowder had like no shots hit That's in the true. first game. That's true. And, and like Booker was just kind of getting whatever he wanted and he didn't even convert all of his shots like he didn't shoot some crazy good percentage but he was getting the looks he wanted kind of whenever he wanted so again it'll come it'll come down to bud making good coaching adjustment adjustments which is <laughs> yeah. no sure thing so i'll give you that i don't know we'll see I we'll think- see i feel like crowd well crowder can't play worse crowder can't play worse chris paul is a man on a mission right now and i don't think he played like unsustainably well i guess that's paul. true things, like, things yeah. are likely to creep back towards average Crowder will probably get closer to what we expect out of Crowder. Paul probably won't drop 41 again, um, but I, I imagine he'll still have a good game. The The big thing is going to be whether or not the Bucks can just not go cold because they do that where they just go unbelievably cold for stretches of time and they go down big. And if they if that happens to them, they're not going to be able to win games. Also, the Phoenix home field advantage or home court advantage I get it is lit. Like we, the <laughs> oh, yeah. Suns crowd is. Oh yeah, they were rocking. I remember. Like, like, I don't know if. I, I mean, me and Blade were watching it together, and I think that's like the first right. thing I said twenty seconds into the game was like, "Wow, they're going nuts," which yeah. I guess you expect. No, for they're going game. crazy. I don't know if they're gonna like Giannis. The counting up, everyone's in sync. I don't know if Phoenix is losing in Phoenix. I I don't know. Are they uh, counting? I think maybe once they get to Milwaukee. Are they counting, counting a little up. fast? I think they so. are counting I, very right? fast. But that's what one, you would know. This two, is this is what three, I'm thinking. Four. You would want to do that and make them rush the shot. Isn't that like? Yeah. Is no, Giannis is, is definitely shooting faster. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a plan. I don't think we're coordinated enough to do that. But I think we just <laughs> I don't, want yeah, to I don't think count fans really fast. are planning. I think that. we're just excited. Fair enough. Um, but no, no, but I, Giannis is definitely shooting earlier because we're going one, two, three. Like it's really fast. But if you're if you're Milwaukee, you have to get to the line more. I guess I am kind of expecting Milwaukee to make some adjustments that maybe I shouldn't assume that they make. 
Uh, and I should expect Jay Crowder to, uh, to play better. Although he is really prone to going hot and cold. I like him a lot. He, he but is. He's so when he's cold, cold he <laughs> is cold. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I don't, I don't think game one changed my opinion on this series too, too much. But it did make me feel decent about Giannis. I, I still feel like he was good, even though he didn't attack enough, in my opinion. Yeah, I am, I am a little worried to see how he plays this game. Because, you know, the more miles, I guess, you put on your legs, the harder it's going to be. But, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm still going to yeah, go. There's no guarantee go he gets Sunday healthier six. as the season. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Is the more you know you play, the healthier or the more concerned health becomes. So I want to hop into a quick NFL segment. Well, it probably won't be quick, but basically we're going to break down the AFC. But more so, we're just going to give our takes for each division in the AFC for the 2021 season, going over a series of questions for each division, which are including which offensive player will surprise you, which defense is going to be elite, which QB will disappoint. Which team will have a better record than anticipated, a worse record than anticipated, and obviously who we can predict to win the division, win the division. And then to round things out, we're going to give a way too early prediction for who's going to win the AFC. But let's start with the AFC South, consisting of, of course, the Titans, Colts, Texans, and Jaguars. Which offensive player do you guys think could surprise? Um, I'm actually going to go with Paris Campbell of the Colts, actually. Um, I remember watching that week one game against Jacksonville, and Paris Campbell was actually unstoppable in that game. He just obliterated man coverage, and then he got hurt the next game. So this is off kind of a one-game sample size, but he was a decently high draft pick for them. And man, he looked really good in the one game he played last year. Although Campbell is kind of not the kind of wide receiver that Wentz has thrived with. I think that that's a guy, a guy that has a ton of talent and a ton of opportunity on a Colts team without a ton of receiving weapons. I think if he played a whole season last year, he would have dropped. He would have been relevant fantasy wise. He would have been relevant. Everyone would have known who he is. I feel like he's someone who's going to come up. I'm, I'm not the hugest, the hugest uh, Paris Campbell fan. I think he's oh Ohio State guy, isn't he? I, yeah, he's an Ohio I'm surprised. State guy. I'm surprised, man. I, 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 I don't love every single I, – I have nothing against Paris <laughs> Campbell. I don't want to make it sound like I, I have some vendetta yeah. against him or anything. I don't know. I, he never struck me as the guy for Ohio State. He feels like a little bit more of like a speed, stretch-the-field gadget type player almost. Uh, I, re- I, I liked what I've seen out of Pittman for the Colts, and I really like Nico Collins for the Texans. I wonder if he can uh, get some early snaps for them. Yeah, no, I mean – I'm, I'm so, so shocked you don't think Paris Campbell. I'm not, could be I'm not that pro guy. every Ohio State guy. I swear to <laughs> I, God. I guess the, I guess that's fair. Um, I, I'm really, I'm actually going to go the reverse direction because I, I don't think we have to necessarily have someone improve to surprise people. I kind of think James Robinson takes a step back this year, um, especially with Travis Etienne coming into the picture. I could, I, I'm not saying that he's bad. I don't think he's like a bad player, but people are like expecting him to take this like big step forward. And I don't think that's necessarily a guarantee. I don't think people are. I'm going to be a lot of J- honest with you. I really? think yeah, most people are. I no, think, I think most people, ex- at least from the fantasy community, I think most people are like, this kills I, his I'm value not, now that he has a first uh, yeah, round I'm running not, back. I'm not a, like in fantasy communities. I know you are. So maybe, yeah, if you think. That I have that perception wrong of people, but I really do. I think most people know that. I don't think anybody's doubting James Robinson as a running back, but they didn't draft Travis Etienne 
in the first round, not well, run. Well, here, here was my thinking because the Travis ETM pick was obviously like an urban move. And at first I was thinking, okay, maybe what they do is they use Robinson as kind of their premier back. And then they use ETN a little more in the passing game. But, you know, I, I don't know what their plan is, honestly. Don't they have Carlos Hyde as well? They have a very... Dude, <laughs> dude I bet you, I bet you, my prediction, Carlos Hyde will get a decent number of touches. Not a ton, but enough so where it's like, wow, they're really using him, too. I bet you they use thinking, three backs. Be thinking like 100? Be thinking like 100? No, not 100, but he'll get some goal line work that'll really mess up the fantasy stuff. Yeah, I think if anything, James Robinson is underrated right now. I think he should really. Be I, I mean, I've year. been I saying, I think he's a top 10 back. I think he is. Okay, well, I, I don't think that anyone has these huge expectations for him okay. with Travis Etienne there. So, okay. I don't know. I don't think he'll be underwhelming. Okay, so maybe he just has normal expectations. No surprise. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Moving on to the next question, which defense do you think could be elite? I think this one might feel pretty obvious if we're dealing with the AFC South, but could be wrong. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess the Colts. <laughs> I'm certainly is, not is saying... Is really any... Uh, unless you guys think Jacksonville turns it around defensively. I think the Titans might have an... I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on the Titans, honestly. I think that their cornerback room is not horrible. I liked Caleb Farley. Their pass rush is not going to be worse than it was last year, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I don't think I think the Colts will probably have the best defense in that division, but I'm changing my mind on the Titans and I, I have them to win it. Uh, probably not surprisingly. Oh, but, OK. Yeah, um, I, that's I don't fair. know. I, I, I just don't think they're going to have an elite defense. Yeah, that, that's no, but none <laughs> of these teams have an elite defense. Well, probably not. The Colts agree. defense is a little bit overrated. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it's pretty good. Like Maybe it. not it's like right. it's pretty basic. Yeah, it's fine. I'll give you that. It's not like it's very vanilla, and I feel like that's not like the Steelers' 20, defense last 20. year. Or... No, it's very vanilla. It's very worked well in twenty twenty. I think because it was a lot of vets and running a pretty basic scheme. And I feel like without you know the in person mini camps, like it helped to have pretty easy stuff. And I feel like they just kind of ran basic concepts very well because they've got you know, veteran corners and veteran yeah. linebackers and Buckner. And I think that their defense is good. I don't think it's anything special. So I don't know if any yeah. of these teams have really elite defenses. That's a problem. That's a pretty accurate assessment. I'd say moving on to the next question, which QB do you think will disappoint? Come on. Wentz. Yep. <laughs> I think Wentz is a downgrade from Philip. R- Wentz is a downgrade from Philip rivers in my eyes. Um, yeah. I, I feel like people's expectations on him are, Oh, it's he's back with his coach. He's going to be right back to where he was in 2017. I don't think so. I think that he might be better than he was last year. He probably will be. It's hard to get worse than he was last year, but I still think people's expectations on Wentz are still too high. I mean, yeah, I feel like with the Texans, you don't expect much. Uh, the Jaguars, I like uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then with the Titans, I mean, a guy who has A.J. Brown and Julio Jones is probably going to do pretty good, so... Even though I don't think Wentz is some guarantee to come up here and be horrible, probably has the best odds of not fulfilling on promises. It's not even that he has to fulfill on a promise. It's that there's this expectation of not only, oh, he's back with his coach, but then it's also following the trend of creeping back towards average. And with Wentz, his volatility just, it makes it such a big question mark as to what's going to happen with him. 
But, yeah. And honestly, Trevor Lawrence is the other guy that I might pick here. But honestly, I know the expectations on him are that he's coming out of the draft for super high. But for this season, I have not seen like these crazy high expectations. Like no. I've seen people make their offensive rookie of the year picks and like none of them have been Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And even mine, mine were Trey Lance. Mine was yeah. Trey Lance because I think he's yeah, in such I haven't a good seen situation. anyone pick Trevor Lawrence to be offensive rookie of the year. Not no, one. neither yeah. have I. So I don't think. Yeah, that offense is and far I think from he's terrible got a good, too. He might beat expectations. Yeah, honestly. no, I, I feel like I probably made a mistake there by not picking Lawrence because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to, to be not basic, but now no one is picking Trevor yeah. Lawrence to be offensive rookie. Shoot, I'm, I'm going so to like, change my answer to the first question. Trevor Lawrence is going to surprise people. That dude could probably win offensive rookie of the year. Well, it's almost like it's not a surprise <laughs> if he's good, but. Yeah, but people, like the ex- people, people don't want to be boring. But like and pick Trey, him. that but might like really just be it. But he's going to start week one. Like of all the quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round, he is guaranteed to start week one, and he's the only yeah, one that's guaranteed to start week one. Yeah. So Wilson yeah, Zach Wilson. Wilson yeah, is Zach Wilson. Almost. For- <laughs> How did I forget about Zach Wilson? Uh, but yeah, no. Like, there's no reason to believe that he can't win offensive rookie of the year, and no one's picked him, right. myself included. So yeah, that's why my answer is Wentz and not and not Lawrence is because I feel like Wentz somehow has higher expectations than Trevor Lawrence, at least from what I've seen. Like I feel like people are willing to give Trevor Lawrence some leeway in year one and they don't want to be boring and he's on the Jaguars. So I yeah. don't know. But I've got Titans winning that division and then I go back and forth on the Colts and Jaguars. I feel like they're both going to be pr- miss the playoffs. Both Colts and Jaguars miss the playoffs in my opinion. And then I got the Texans in last. So, and so I think I got the Colts above the Jaguars. Are there any teams that you think Actually. will either have a better or worse record than we anticipate? Well, it depends on what you mean by what we anticipate, because the oh, Texans by, by under the over consens- the consensus. The like, Texans under over is four and a half wins. <laughs> and I know, I know, it seems like really basic to say that the team with the least uh, or the lowest under over is going to be under because, like, they're the worst expected team. But I really like the under for the Texans. Yeah, I, yeah. Even if they do a little bit better than I think, I still think they go under four, but maybe that's me overreacting to the roster. No, no, yeah. I, totally I think agree. the Jaguars could, I, I don't know if I can in good faith predict the Jaguars to improve from the worst team, in the league to like a 10 win team. Like I like the Jaguars a lot and maybe they could, I don't know if I'll predict it, but I, I do really like that Jaguars team with Lawrence. And I think that yeah. they've got a good wide receiving core and good running backs, a good stable of running backs. And I think their offensive line is decent. You know, maybe their young secondary takes a step, you know, maybe Josh Allen and um, uh, Chase on take another step forward and they have a pretty good, I feel like if there's any team that goes from like worst to first, it's the Jaguars. I don't know if I'll predict it. I know I kind of did in earlier episodes, but I think the Jaguars have a good chance to surprise, even though I don't think it's the most likely outcome. I think that if there's a team that does, it's them. Yeah, so, no, I, I think they did make a yeah, lot no, of improvements. I, I think they I did make a lot of everything they did. Improvements. I don't love everything they did. They're definitely in a very good position. No, they're definitely in a very good position, especially with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Um, I, I kind of, um, I kind, I, I kind of feel like a lot of people. Think I kind of feel like a lot of people. You know, we keep coming back to Carson Wentz. You know, we keep coming back to Carson Wentz and like have this resurgence. And, and be kind of one of the top teams in the AFC. And they're obviously good, but I think they could definitely be one of those teams to underperform and um, uh, maybe even be under 500. I don't know if how much I love that offense. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would agree. Their weapons aren't anything crazy. Well, Theo, you already said that you think the Titans are going to win this division. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Matt, who do you think? 
it's definitely not anything for sure, but I'm not picking against AJ Brown and Julio Jones. So Titans. <laughs> that is fair. And Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill still oh, like qual- yeah, and some like, other yeah. decent players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've they got a good offensive uh, yeah, line. They've, they've got, got a stacked line. offense. Yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would be stupid not to pick them, but moving on to the AFC West, Kansas city, Vegas. Now the Vegas Raiders, the chargers and the Denver Broncos, which offensive player in this division do you think can surprise people? I already know Theo's <laughs> answer. I already know Theo's answer. Matt, I want you to answer this one first. The offensive player that I think has the potential to surprise people is probably Justin Herbert. Oh, I, I no, 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 he's right. Thinks no, he's going to be an MVP. That's no, I know where Matt's point. going with this. Yeah, yeah I know where Justin Matt's Herbert going with is this. not a lock to get that much better. He isn't. Yeah. Thank you. It's a okay, big, there we go. There, it's a big <laughs> ask. I'm not saying that Herbert isn't great or won't become great, but every time a rookie does really well, everybody assumes that they're always going to get better every single time. And that doesn't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen for Herbert, but I want to see the improvement before I assume it's going to happen. If that makes sense. Like if he gets way better from year one to two, then maybe I'll expect them to get a little bit better from year two to three. But there's a difference between coming in the league and being really good and then coming in the league, being good and getting better. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, and like winning Herbert, MVP, which yeah. are no, that's no. Yeah. Winning MVP is ridiculous. Uh, Justin Herbert regression season is almost a guarantee. I'm not going, okay. I'm not going that far. I don't think it's a guarantee. I just think I, that it's also not a guarantee. He gets historical better. data suggests that he will likely regress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Justin Herbert is a guy who had such a great rookie year and I think he's a really good quarterback and I think that he is very much like ninth, 10th already as a rookie, as a quarterback. Um, but I think Lamar and Mahomes screwed up people's brains and they think the second year is when guys take the jump and normally it's not. Dak didn't take, Dak went down and then he went back up. Baker Mayfield went down and now he seems like he's going back up. You know, I'm sure there are many more examples of a little bit of a down before going back up. And I feel like Herbert, this, I've I've said it before, I think the Chargers are overrated. And I think this Herbert MVP jump, I think he can get, be maybe a little better or the same or a little worse or in that vicinity. I think this jump into being like a guaranteed top five quarterback is, is over. Yeah. It's like Herbert could be a future Hall of Famer and still get a little bit worse this next season. Yeah. And if he did get a little bit worse, I think that there would be a lot of people who would be stunned. He, and here's the yeah. thing. Going back to like Lamar and Mahomes, people forget that like they didn't play a lot their rookie year. So their second season was basically their rookie year. And then what happened the following season? And their second full season, there was regression. Right? And you can chalk that right. up to Mahomes maybe to injury. You can, you know, chalk Lamar's up to whatever you want. But there was regression. And ironically enough, the teams actually ended up doing better. So I, I would go as far as to say, I think uh, Herbert could actually regress and the Chargers still improve a little bit. Theo, who do you have picked for your surprise player from this division? <laughs> it's going to be someone on the Broncos, guys. It's going to be someone, I don't know if it'll be Drew Locke. Maybe it'll be Cortland Sutton who comes back and entrenches himself as a top 10 wide receiver and makes Drew Locke look, more, look competent. Maybe it's Drew Locke himself who eliminates the dumb throws from his... But it's going to be – maybe it's Noah Fant who kind of takes a jump into that. Like Fant, um, yeah. 
I, I like Fant too. I think Fant could be someone who's regarded as a elite tight end. Maybe I think it's going to be someone on that Broncos off. Maybe it's Williams, their rookie running back. I don't know. I feel like someone on that Broncos offense is going to take some sort of g- jump. Maybe it's Tim Patrick, who is mm. criminally underrated from last year, who l- is like the main guy or above Judy. Maybe it's Judy. There's so many guys yeah. on that Broncos offense where I think could take a step forward, and. I mean, I think the Broncos have the best defense. I've talked way too much about the Broncos. But honestly, I kind of think when I was looking at the schedules, I was looking at week 17 Broncos versus Chiefs and I kind or week 18 now. And I kind of think that might be for the division. And if you look at the schedules, I think that that game will decide who wins that division because I think the Broncos are going to have the best defense in the league and the quarterbacks they're playing are Daniel Jones to start, Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Lamar, and then there's a stretch of Big Ben, Derek Carr, Baker, Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is what I was trying right? to. Yeah. They could be six and two. They could be six and two. The best if they have the best defense in the league, which is kind of what I'm banking on because it's stacked. They could be all of those quarterbacks will have trouble with that. Then you got Dak, who's might be able to beat that. Hurts, Herbert, and then Mahomes. So maybe they go like two and two there. And then they've got Goff, Burrow, Carr, and then Herbert again. And then they got Mahomes to end it. If Carr has a rough I feel offensive like line, if, that's going to be tough for him. That's going to be real tough. No, there's a lot of quarterbacks who can lose games against the best defense in the league. And I feel like their secondary is absolutely stacked. Chubb and Von Miller coming from the edges. You know, decent linebackers and Shelby Harris and other. They've got a good if, interior. If I think. Theo, if you're going to predict that that week 18 game to be for the division, then your breakout player has to be Drew Locke because that's the X factor. Sure. If Drew Locke goes out next year and is horrible, all of that is for nothing. Well, he had his rookie year. They had like they were what, like four and one, four and two, five and two, something in that range with him. Like I know he can guide his team to wins if the if the supporting cast isn't isn't is good and is kind of caring. I, 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 I agree that's what's he is gonna, and then, Don't get me wrong. And then you, and then you look at the chiefs, you look at the chiefs and then outside of their division, these are the, some of the teams that are playing outside of their division. They've got the Browns, the Ravens, the bills, the Titans, the Packers, and then they got Washington and Pittsburgh who might have very good defenses. They made the playoffs last year, except I really think the Chiefs are pretty safe bet to beat them. And the Chiefs have historically struggled in games against their division. In their in their division, they have not they have not played super well again in interdivision. Yeah. So that could be. I can see six losses for the Broncos. I can see six losses for the Chiefs, and then they come in that Week 18 game. I think that's for the, the division. One, that's maybe my hottest take about the AFC. The one problem that I have with the Broncos is with Von Miller. I don't think it's a guarantee that he comes back and he's the same guy that he was. He's coming, he's older, coming off his worst season and then an injury season, and now he's coming back. That is, I'm not saying he won't because Von Miller is great, um, Yeah, but that does seem like a recipe for a guy to fall off. That's true, but they were still yeah, top I'll 10 in sacks yeah, last still, year with They were him. still great. Um, so they, yeah, I can't remember the name. Reed, I think. The, uh, out of um, Nevada, they have a guy, I think, named Malik Reed, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And he I was pretty so. good last year. And he was pretty good. So like, if Vaughn just comes in and is, is washed, um, I think they still like have a pretty good pass rush. And if Vaughn comes in and is anything like normal Vaughn, then they're going to be in really good shape. We are moving incredibly slow. 
Gotta keep pushing through. <laughs> as we, much, we haven't talked about the Raiders. Can, we have one sec. I think we have talked about Denver for I think majority. Oh no no, of no, no, the, no 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 no! I don't want to hear. We have talked about Denver. We <laughs> Theo has talked about Denver. I'll shut up. More than I'll shut up. You guys. T- <laughs> well, it, it's funny. Because, you guys can because take- the player that I was going to choose is also a Denver player because I think Javante Williams is a dark horse for offensive rookie of the year. I think that guy can run. I think he has. I think he's very J.K. Dobbins esque, immaculate balance, can run through tackles. That dude is Nick Chubb. Yeah, also Nick Chubb esque, like just awesome. Yeah, so he's, I'm not he's gonna like go Nick into Chubb. It I don't know much. if he has the uh, that second. What makes Nick Chubb yeah. amazing is he's like Javante Williams, but he's got that second gear. Second you know, gear. yeah, Javante Williams doesn't quite have that second gear, and that's why I compared him more to Dobbins than Chubb. Um, because Chubb obviously has that second gear. I don't know if Dobbins really does. Um, I think he does. Maybe I, I haven't. I haven't seen it much. I know Theo. Not, you've watched. Uh, you've watched a lot of Dobbins, but I don't think anyone has that gear the way Dobbins. Chubb does. Dobbins doesn't have the second gear like Nick Chubb has. He can still break off those long runs, but he doesn't have a second. That's what makes Nick Chubb so special. Because I mean, he ran crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> Nick Chubb crazy great and track and high school and stuff like that. I like Williams. Uh, they've still got Gordon in that backfield. And I think that might split the touches just a little bit too much for him to rack up the numbers you'd need as a running back. That's to fair. be rookie or offensive rookie yeah. of the year. Williams' vision is also not super, super, super great. Mike uh, Carter, the other guy, had better vision than he did in that backfield, but he's just such a tank that like <laughs> it, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, it almost doesn't time, matter. So. Um, but right. so that's I but. <laughs> We got to talk about the Raiders. I can't completely shun the Raiders here, but I think Waller is going to absolutely dominate. He's my offensive player of the year pick. Yeah. I think he's going to have like some ridiculous amount of targets and yards, but I just don't see that roster being like good enough yeah, to that, compete. That's, it's a very questionable roster. Their defense wasn't exactly great last year. Their offensive line got a lot worse. Um, but speaking of defenses, which defense, uh, I guess I shouldn't even ask this. Theo already said the Broncos are going to have the best <laughs> defense in, in the NFL. Matt, do, do you think any defense in the West could be better than the Broncos? I like the Broncos looks the best on paper. They were good That's last a, year yeah. and they added a bunch. I, it, I'm not going to pick against that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I guess that brings us around to the question of which QB will disappoint, which I guess Matt already answered that for us. <laughs> I think also Derek Carr with a worse offensive line might not be put in a great position to succeed. He also doesn't have we we've talked a lot about the well-rounded West. weapons. I think having, yeah. having a, you know a lot of quarterbacks in questionable positions to succeed. I like Carr, but yeah, there's some things about that position that he's in that makes me nervous for him. Yeah. I mean, the most likely quarterback, the way I've been talking about him, is probably locked at this point because I've been talking about him like he's insane. Lock for MVP. But I don't think so. Lock for MVP. No, uh, I don't know. I feel like I might go with Herbert just because the expectations are so sky high uh, is, is the quarterback who might disappoint a little bit. But um, Carr, I don't even think the Raiders' offensive line is quite is horrible. But they I think got it's still worse, okay. But the, but the, wi- the wide receivers... The wide receivers are just not that good, and I think Waller is a beast. But like, you know who's a quarterback who might some, disappoint? You need some reliable. If he uh, if he gets in the game, Teddy Bridgewater Ooh. might be a guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, they do have Teddy. Everybody, ex- I'm not going to talk anymore about Teddy. I just wanted to be funny about it because he played for the <laughs> Panthers last year. But uh, 
And I honestly, I don't even agree with that because I, I think he'll just be a solid backup to Drew Locke for the year. <laughs> oh, but. so you just wanted to say it just to say it? Yeah, because <laughs> cut that out. I can't be a jerk to Teddy like that. No, we'll the more I th- no, the more the more I talk about it, the worse I feel about it. He's he's really not a bad guy. <laughs> Uh, I, I loved I loved Teddy coming out of college. I really did. And I saw a poll on Instagram the other day where it was like, who had who was better in college between Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar? And it was like 90 to 10. Like a 9 to 10 ratio in favor of Lamar. Like or 90%. Well, he was. Yeah. He won the highs. Well, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just, remember, I just remember watching Bridgewater in college and being like, this guy can throw. Like he had, he had such a cannon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He had, he could put some zeros. I was too young to scout him. I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater in college. I think thirteen. He came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest yeah, with you, no, man. Thirteen. I have not I, watched no, a ton I, I of watched, Teddy Bridgewater. I watched, I watched <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater closely. In, I loved Teddy Bridgewater. I almost got a Louisville Teddy Bridgewater jersey. I was obsessed with that guy. I watched every game. Weird. It All is right. weird. It is weird. But <laughs> I, I thought we he was going to be. We got the I biggest the, Teddy Bridgewater fan the, and the biggest <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater hater. I wanted. I, I wanted a. Uh, I wanted the Browns to take him so bad. But moving on, because um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time on the West. We'll quickly hit. Who do you guys think will you know overachieve? Who do you think will underachieve in the division? And then obviously, who do you think is going to win? I mean, we. Th- I think. You know, I, I'm going to say the Broncos. I don't care. Someone, someone c- coming to my house and kill me if I'm wrong. I don't care. I'm going to say the Broncos win the division. I've gone Smite this far. Theo I, I, th- that last, week 18 will be for the division of the Broncos. If I'm going to predict that, I might as well predict them to win. So I like screw it. I'm predicting the Broncos to win the division. I don't care. Fair. I'm going to take the Chiefs still. I think the Broncos will probably do better than people anticipate. Um, but I'm still going to pick the Chiefs to uh, win the division. I have the Chiefs, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I guess the only other thing would be I think the Raiders will probably take a step back. Well, moving on to the AFC East with the Bills, Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins. I like this division a lot. I think there's a lot to talk about here. Which offensive player do you guys think could surprise people? I might go with um, Preston. Oh, Devontae Will, but de, de, <laughs> not Preston Smith. That's a Packers. What's his? <laughs> Devontae Parker? Never mind. Yes, Devontae <laughs> Parker. I can't even remember his name. That's how underrated I, he is. I can never remember his I name feel either. Like he, no, don't. Like. <laughs> I feel like Dolphins fans kind of threw him under the bus last year because they wanted to make excuses for Tua. I think he they were like, Tua has no weapons. Tua can't do this. Tua, or Tua can do this. His wide receivers drop everything. When in reality, Parker is quite a good wide receiver and Gesicki is quite a good tight end. Um, I think that Parker is a guy that, um, especially with the best wide receiving cores, have a speed guy on one side and a possession guy on the other. That's the best way to build a wide receiving duo. And now he's got the speed guy on the other side. on one end to stretch the field. And I think Devontae Parker is a guy who's really going to be a, yeah. And Will Will Fuller and Waddle. And then I feel like Parker is going to kind of eat when the defense, when the top is taken off the defense, they really have to do It's crazy how stacked Waddle Parker. One thing that Tua said, you you know, the Dolphins fans want to give the excuse. They had no receivers Tua said he did not feel comfortable throwing into tight windows. 
Like that was like the biggest. He said he didn't know the playbook. <laughs> yeah, uh... it's just like I remember he had that conversation with Fitzpatrick on the sideline. Where Fitzpatrick's like, sometimes you just gotta trust that your receiver has that step. But it, you know, again, we go back to at Alabama. He didn't have to see that because he had receivers that were like standing ten yards wide open. Maybe that's just an adjustment that Tua needs to make. Where it's just I'm gonna throw into coverage. I'm gonna make some mistakes to try to make some big plays because yeah. with the receivers that he has now, if he can't trust these guys, he's not trusting anybody. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. going to be as... It's like the perfect wide receiving core. It's like built so well. They've got the possession guy in Parker. Then they got a speed guy in Fuller. You can throw Waddle in the slot with an elite tight end. Not, it's not like, to mention he's played so with good. Waddle in college. And, yeah, and he gets his he own college tried. guy. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't get more than this, really. Um yeah, you couldn't make this in a lab. You just got to trust you, himself. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, no. I, I, I like Parker, though. That's that's a really good pick. Um, I kind of think Cam Newton surprises people. I feel like I maybe took Matt's. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, so maybe I should let Matt talk about Cam Newton. Did did you, Is that who you were going to say? Of course. It'd be off-brand for me to say anybody else. I mean, at this <laughs> point, you know, I'm so deep into the, the Cam Newton is going to be awesome next year like i don't know propaganda that i have to keep pushing it i i just his situation's got a lot better he has a full off season hopefully covid doesn't you know like it, it bothered him last season a little bit i think hopefully that doesn't happen this year and i think the offense is a little bit better built for him so I, i'm a little worried that maybe the patriots are going to go mac jones quicker than they should but I think Cam Newton comes out and, and plays some really solid football and does some Cam Newton stuff where the offense or the opposing defenses are going to have to worry about things that they don't usually have to worry about uh, with other quarterbacks. That's that's pretty much exactly what I would have said. Yeah, I mean Cam Newton is in a much better situation, and I'm a I big fan that. of Damian Harris too. They're going to have Damian a really Harris big run. Is he- so good. They're going to have a big run heavy attack with a great offensive line and a quarterback who draws a lot of defensive attention away on those like where he'll fake and go one way and it'll actually go to Harris. He could have a really with two really good, nice with two really good tight ends. Tight ends. He could have a really, really nice good tight ends. season. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. I do like that the way that offense kind of improved a lot, and their offensive line is really, really good. It's really good. Um, I'm going to, again, go in the other direction. I think Denzel Mims is going to be a lot worse than people think he will be. Uh, pe- people <laughs> people are, are bringing up like, Denzel Mims being like a top 15 wide receiver next year. And I'm like, okay. out, out of what? Like what? where? Like where is this coming? Like the like, idea. Where are you Mims- finding these people? I've never. Where, are, where is this no, James? No, where are these are- James Robinson hype? Are you? <laughs> where no, are these? What message boards are you looking at? Where people think Denzel Mims and James Robinson? Bro, are have like you seen the cream of I, I the made, crop? I made players. a video. Remember when we were talking about Zach Wilson and how we don't think he's really going to be all that great in the NFL? And people were like, well, he has Denzel Mims. And I'm like, is Denzel Mims a number one wide receiver? (laughs) Is he better than. Trust. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not sold on Denzel Mims. I'm the person hyping up Denzel Mims to Bladen. I do like him. I think he has a really good skill set. I thought he had uh, showed some flashes last year. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver in the league. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's an exaggeration. I'm just saying people. It's like DK Metcalf, like yeah. range. That's like he's going to be <laughs> like. People are acting like he's going to be this like great number one receiver. And I don't think the Jets have that. I really don't. 
I, I like Denzel. I don't think Mims the receivers are really as like bad as you think they are. I I'm not Corey making. Davis them, I don't well think they're bad. I, I just think they have a bunch of number two and number threes. That's like maybe a, maybe I a little think. bit, but they're also super young. Mims is in sure. his second year. Uh, Moore is going to be in his first year. I think I think they'll have pretty solid receivers next season. Yeah, yeah. Solid, I'm not sure if like, they'll have like the dominant. I don't know if they'll have a dominant X wide receiver no, to like line up on the boundaries and just win. I mean, maybe Corey Davis can do that. Like he was pretty good last year, and they got he also had, he also, had AJ, he also had AJ and, Brown to to help him out there as well. Yeah, so maybe it won't be, but I think they've got a good wide receiving core. It's very deep. Um, and then there's the Bills, who might be the number one overall seed in the in the AFC. Pick. Like I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they might have the best. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that could have a really nice season for them as their kind of wide receiver too. He's there that people kind of forgot about. And then Diggs and then Gabe Davis is a really nice player, like a really deep wide receiving core, decent offensive line. Josh Allen has the arm talent to get it anywhere on the field. Um, You know, they're bringing, they're kind of running it back with the same team they did last year and they were really impressive last year. So I think, I think the Bills are just kind of, you know, yeah, I think, I, I think the Bills in a really good spot. The only thing I would concern about is whether or not Josh Allen takes a step back, um, just because repeating an MVP caliber season is really hard to do. Well, is he going to be a worse player, or is he just going to put up like slightly worse numbers? Because that type it's of not, stuff yeah, happens. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he'll just be like a worse player, but there will likely be some regression, mostly because his jump from year two to year three was so unprecedented. I find it hard to believe that everything that he did in year three sticks. I don't know. I like. I like. The I have team a, a weird lot. feeling he's not going to regress. I know that's a dumb take and like not the one I should have, but I just think that he's not going to do it. That's how I, I feel. I, yeah, I, I mean that's that fair. He looked awesome. Yeah. He he's did. One of the, he's he's so ridiculously talented. He's so I I love him so much. Uh, this team is built a lot like how the Panthers were built when they were really good, like four or five years ago. Uh, so I'm super biased towards them. They also have a ridiculous amount of Panthers players, but their defensive line rotation is kind of super deep. And they've got two first-round draft picks who haven't really broken out. I mean, I guess they just drafted one, but then um, his name is slipping me. AJ. Not Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau. No, not Rousseau. The other guy out of oh, Iowa. Espen- Espen- Espenaza, something like yeah, that. So they, I, I know yeah. it starts with that And then they get, they get Star Latule back. Um, Vernon Butler's been playing really well for them. They've got Hughes. They've got Mario Addison, Ed Oliver. I like, I like a lot of what's on their defense. So I, I believe in the Bills a lot. So, so do you think that could yeah. be an elite defense in the East? I don't know if it'll be elite, but it'll be. I think it'll be very, very good. I guess that's kind of a fine line. I think they'll have a yeah. very good defense, and I think they have an MVP candidate at quarterback with really good receivers. That's fair. I think if any defense would be elite in that division, it would probably be the Patriots. I agree. Well, I think we uh, need Dolphins to, might be. The Dolphins are good, but I don't think the Dolphins are as talented, and they relied on a very good scheme last year, and I wonder if that's going to hurt them a little bit more this year. I don't know. It's Belichick's scheme, and he's always yeah, done that's pretty fair, well with it. But it's like, not Belichick yeah. running it. It's Brian Flores, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if but, I want to talk no, about I, I Flores is a G, you, though. So. That <laughs> Patriots defense, I think getting Hightower back is huge for them. I think that's a big oh. get. I thought their linebacker play from what I saw was really rough and killed them and a lot of just dumb plays where it's like, you know, there's a lot of guys in the league who could have made the plays that they just weren't able to uh, last season. Hightower's super high-level linebacker. 
Uh, and I know that linebacker might not be the most, like a middle linebacker might not be the most important position on the defense or anything, but I think it can make a huge difference. Analytics would say that it's not, but you still want to be good at every position. You don't want to just I don't care. be like, you know what? If we, you know, you don't, you don't <laughs> want to be bad. You know what? Screw you, man. Um, <laughs> no, screw it. High tower. If analytics doesn't say high tower is crucial to that defense they're lying like, they're, i swear wrong on that front they, <laughs> no i, like, I love high towers and Hightower. it seems it just seems player. like a very deep defense i think they've got a lot of guys who are going to be able to it's there i mean that's how belichick teams typically are with the defensive line rotations and whatnot um his name is slipping me guy out of michigan pass rusher second year oh, i really uh, like oh, winovich yes Not, winovich. Uh, there, no there's a, there's a different no uchi uchi uc oh, yes. yes he's really good they've got, wait, okay, win- they've got multiple is, michigan pass rushers winovich who, is uh raiders isn't he no no winovich no, is i think he's, he's on third the year. <laughs> i don't know was the raiders have yeah. some Regardless. guy who's like also kind of underrated but i really liked him Hurst, but he got cut uh oh, i really yeah. like him coming out of uh coming out of college and i, I think he might take a big step this year yeah, well, I think we need to start rapid-firing these. We still got to get through the AFC North. So let's move on to which QB we think will disappoint really quickly. Theo, who do you got? Uh, I got, well, Zach Wilson and Tua are the two guys that I've been <laughs> slandering this whole time, and I think both of them are going to not great. And I feel like Tua might be especially disappointing considering his, his stacked wide receiving core that we've already yep. mentioned. I, I have to agree with Tua. Um, I, I don't... I, I still always go back to his uh, pro day where he was just like in like a 20 yard like mini field and like only through like checkdowns and slants and like hitches where a receiver was like five yards away from him. <laughs> and that How? just always I just always I always wonder like why when you have the best opportunity to show everything you can do as a player, did you choose to do that? I would have almost rather you have not done a pro day. I think it's funny. We all have these things that we keep coming back to on the podcast. Like, I know I've mentioned certain things like five or six times. And Tua's Pro Day has come up <laughs> at least four separate times. It was, it was a weird Pro Day. It is your opportunity to show the very best you can do. And you did that? I don't know. I, don't I, think, know. I think my expectations for a second-year quarterback with crazy good weapons would be really high. But I think that if Tua has even solid improvement, which you'd have to expect them to have, right, with the guys yeah. that he's got now uh, and, and more time and more, maybe more time to heal from that injury, uh, I, I think he'll be not crazy good but improve and people will be happy with that. So maybe my pick would be Wilson. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think we're all kind of in that Tua-Wilson category. But moving on. To uh, which teams do you think will do better than anticipated? Which teams you do worse than antici- which teams will do worse than anticipated, and who will win that division? I think we're all kind of leaning Bills to win the division here. Oh yeah, um, but I think the Patriots could really surprise people and make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, I got the Patriots as my seven seed in the playoffs. I think they'll make it in a wild card. So yeah, I agree. And then the Dolphins are kind of on the outside looking in, yeah. even though I think there's a lot of talent on that roster. They have, yeah, I they've just, got a lot. I, of, they've got a lot of players and, on that. Team. And, then, yeah. and so Dolphins, Dolphins fans like to think that they can that they can uh, make a push for the playoffs because they were a ten win team last year. 
and they were like just on the outside. And they can. They're and, not yeah, wrong and, and thinking that. Yeah, it's like, like they have an easy schedule. I just don't love their odds, if I'm being totally honest. I don't love their roster. Yeah, no, I mean, it's they, mostly I don't yeah, love they're Tua. they're not wrong. I don't love Tua. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Yes, we got to move on. Moving to the AFC North with my Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Cincinnati Bengals. So which offensive player here do you think will surprise people? I got Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. I think he's the best wide receiver in that core. I think that people overrate drops massively. And because he's, his hands are so unreliable, people just think he sucks. And it does suck that he drops so many passes, but really good route runner, really good after the catch. Um, I think that he's the most electric and the most uh, talented wide receiver in that trio. And I think that he will kind of show that this year. I think that all will be revealed. That's kind of similar to Judy. I like that pick a lot. Um, if I had to pick a player to surprise, I know a lot of people are saying Odell could be comeback player of the year. So I'm not going to pick Odell. I think that, um, not Richard Higgins, Donovan Peoples Jones. I think he could kind of break out for the Browns a little bit. The Browns have like a lot of interesting number three receivers that could like be really good. They have for a couple years now, but I think, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones could really, you know, break out this year for Cleveland. I still love Rashard Higgins, but I'm kind of banking on Peoples Jones going crazy. Do you? I think there are too many wide yeah, receivers I there. Say, I, I'd, I think I'd that, say a that tight is, end, maybe yeah. Njoku. Uh, yeah, no, they have a lot Njoku of guys. But like, when I say pick. breakout, I'm talking like yards per target might be higher, that kind of stuff. Like advanced analytics more so than like just a thousand. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's even the fourth receiver on that team right now. There's a very good possibility he starts. If you season include as tight ends, five. probably not. If oh, if I'm including tight ends, then he's definitely not the fourth receiver. But <laughs> yeah. then they picked Anthony Schwartz yeah, they got, at they Auburn the guy in the third, third round, and they brought back Higgins. And I think we both like Higgins more than Donovan. Yeah, I love Jones, Higgins. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're high on Higgins. I won't lie. So Higgins I don't know. He might be like the I need to get sixth or seventh option on that team, passing wise, and that's not even counting running backs. He's talented. Yeah, but, He's but a very when, good special teams player. When Odell went down, when Odell went down, uh, Jones did step up, and he. I think he stepped up in a big way. And if that kind of happens again, where Odell maybe isn't that offensive player of the year or that comeback player of the year, I think they could, you know, turn to Jones again. I, I don't know. I think Donovan Peoples Jones had seventy-seven yards last season, man. <laughs> nah, man. He he, he stepped I mean, that, up against. He stepped up against the Titans, and he stepped up on. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the game against the Titans? He had a great just... game against the Titans. Did he? Is that where the seventy-seven yards came from? It he may had, like have. most of that in one catch. He had eighteen targets for seventy-seven yards. I'm not trying. Like, I, I genuinely think he's a talented guy. And I think he's be... talented. I think he can. I think he can have a a bit of a, a maybe not a breakout season, but. I think he watch could. him get cut after the preseason. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. He had 300. I, I it showed me something okay. wrong. Oh, that that seems low. like yeah, it seemed low crime. to me too. All right, my fault. My fault. Regardless, <laughs> he had some good games, no doubt. But I think that if I mean my my, my assumption would be if the Browns really loved people Jones like that, uh, I, I don't know if they would have drafted a guy in the third round. And brought, That's brought fair. back Higgins. I do like Anthony Schwartz. That kind of that, that goes kind of push people. Jones. Um, they they have a lot of weapons, but he was the number you, one receiver recruit for a reason in his class. Yeah. So I, I agree. Who's, he's got who's the your guy? Who's your guy, Matt? My guy. Do you have one? I mean, I don't know if I have someone that I, I love a bunch. I think Claypool is super good. 
I think he might be better than Johnson, honestly. Um, and That's I think fair. the consensus stay hot guy who's going to break on next year, which I guess maybe isn't even a surprise, would be J.K. Dobbins. But Dobbins. It's, it's, we've already talked him to death, so I don't really have anything to say about that other than <laughs> yeah, I like him yeah. a lot. Right. Yeah. No, How he, about this for a disappointing, disappointing guy is going to be Baker Mayfield. Most overrated player in the league right now, I've decided. Uh, I think that he built his, his, his hype off of a stretch of games against Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Then the Baltimore shootout happened, and I don't even remember him playing particularly well in that game. He, then they no. played the Giants, and then he you lost. Don't, you don't think he played then he well lost to the Jets. Hold on, hold on, Theo. Did you just say you don't Not remember really. Baker playing well against against the Ravens on that on that primetime game? In that shootout? No, I don't. Re- I don't remember him playing that well. I remember him throwing no some way. bad picks. I remember him attempting. I remember him completing sub sixty percent of his passes and and tr- attempting like fifty of them. The I don't remember quarter, him playing may, super maybe, well. In that maybe maybe if you want to, there were stretches where he didn't look great early on, but the fourth quarter, he yeah, was, he was <laughs> that's on. A game, he was that's part of the game. He was awesome the entire fourth quarter. Maybe if he was more awesome in the beginning, they wouldn't have lost that game. Maybe I, I think that Baker was playing some very easy teams and was the most protected quarterback in the league last oh, year. Oh, I don't disagree. He was throws. in a he was in a great so situation. But I don't think he just takes a step. And back. what good team did the Browns beat last year? We beat the Steelers. They beat the Colts. Beat the Steelers. You, you, okay, they, they beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. They got crushed by them when they were we, playing. We beat with them in the playoffs, and then they beat them in the playoffs. But even then, they got up to a crazy weird start, and then they let them come back. And okay, but like, what do you want? What do you want to play do great against to go the Chiefs? You want them just run up the score? No, 50 nothing? But, I mean, that, I'm saying some... they got lucky. You always talk about regression. They got lucky in that game, and that is not like a normal game. They barely beat them with Mason Rudolph. They got crushed with them with Roethlisberger the first game, and then they went up with crazy circumstances and dropped passes to go up twenty-eight zero. And then they almost lost that game, any or it got close at the end. I think the Browns are one of the more. I wouldn't say they're overrated because that roster is really good, but I think Baker's not all that, and I feel like the Ravens win that division. I still think the Browns win maybe ten games or so, though. Ten? Oh my god! I I, 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 <laughs> I might have to block the U after this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. I, I you're, you're probably if there was I'm, a quarterback in the AFC North to disappoint, it would probably be Baker. It probably would be because Roethlisberger is already expected to not be good. Lamar is expected to improve. Like, I mean, maybe Joe Burrow, but a lot of people expect Joe Burrow to come back and be pretty good. And I, yeah. I think, you know, compared, you know, coming back from an injury, you can't expect a whole, whole lot. But like, I think he'll be fine. I don't know. Baker ba- has higher expectations than yes, Burrow does. I, I agree. So, yeah, if there were a quarterback to take a step back, it would probably be Baker. Or to not meet expectations, it would be Baker. I'd agree with that. But if you had to pick a defense in this division to be elite, I, I was like, what What do we want to say other than the Steelers, right? Is there any team that you could, like maybe Baltimore? Maybe I don't know about the Ravens front seven because, I don't know about the Ravens front seven, but they really do have a really good secondary. So it's I don't kinda, know. Kind of I the feel same like, thing with the Browns. It's kind of the same thing with the Browns. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I would still pick but Pittsburgh. I, I think their defense is pretty ludicrous. Um, it was last year, and uh, I, I don't think they lost a whole lot to where I'm like, yeah, that defense is not going to be top 10. I, I still think it'll be right. pretty damn good. Matt, do you? Really good division all the <laughs> way around. I got the I got the Ravens winning it. I got the Ravens winning this division. How about you guys? Yeah, I've got the Ravens winning it too. I know they lost both their like big pass rushers, but was their pass rush success percentage that high last season? 
I don't remember uh, it, being, it was okay. I remember. Yeah. I know they blitzed. They still got a Calais ton, Campbell, didn't they? And I love Calais Campbell. I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, I think what they added to their offense is huge. Even if you don't love guys like Sammy Watkins, just stretching the field uh, is going to make a big difference for them. Just making Hollywood um, Brown not the number one receiver is is yeah. It's, it's going to do a lot for them, hopefully. <laughs> uh, and I think Lamar Jackson. Um, probably plays a little bit closer to his MVP season than he did last year. So I like the Ravens I w- as well. I have to but I, I, I don't, well. I don't, I don't hate the Browns maybe as much as Theo does. But I will admit they play. They've got some tough games on their schedule. The entire AFC North has a very tough schedule. Um, yeah. Not to mention they play each other. Um, I, I'm still going to lean the Browns to win it. I think I've given the Browns 12, 13 wins, and I've seen some people give them even more than that. I won't go that far. I have a little bit of ration in my brain, but uh. <laughs> I, I think that Baker, I agree. While I agree that Baker's problems were that he, you know, maybe he is in a little bit of a good position and that's why he's playing so well. It's not like he's not going to be in a good position this year till. Exactly. Um, True. So I, I think he'll still play pretty well, though. You might be right. He's not, I wouldn't call him elite uh, with what oh, they're asking no. him to I, do. I, I, he's in the same category as Derek Carr, Kurt Cousins, you know, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tant, like all those guys that are, if they're in a great situation, they will play well. But otherwise, you, I wouldn't expect much from them. You have the Browns with 13 wins. Do you think they're the one seed in the AFC? You have them winning it? I, I want to. I want to pick them to win it. I really do. I still find it hard to believe that the Chiefs aren't in that conversation as well. Um. I, I think I'm going to lean the Chiefs, but I think it'll be close. I think Browns and Chiefs are going to be kind of close for one, two. I think I'm going Bills in an upset a little bit. Maybe not an upset since there are one seed, but I think I think the Bills might get it done and get to the Super Bowl. We've um, agreed on too much, so I'll say the Ravens. I think I the Ravens too, are the yeah. one seed. I think that. Um, wait, wait, wait. I think Hold on. Are we going to really... ignore that Matt just said the Bills get to the Super Bowl? Isn't that what winning the they're AFC really good. is? I, I thought you just meant like being the one seed going into the playoffs. Uh, they go to the Super Bowl is what I said. That's winning. Yeah, that is winning the AFC. If they're the one seed, yeah. so you think? So I you said, wait. So no, 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 versus- You think they're the one seed, but it's unreasonable to expect them to make the Super Bowl. No, I'm just saying that like. I don't know. I just feel like when you, I say, with, yeah, I think those are two different things. They're, yeah, they're two different things. But like making this, I don't, I don't think that's like an insane prediction or anything. I think they're winning like, the AFC and getting like the out favorites. of the AFC are different. But yeah, I, oh, I, I would. I've got the Ravens. <laughs> if we're gonna take Super Ravens Bowl bets, both. I want don't the Browns. Care. If we want Super Bowl bets, give me the Browns. <laughs> nobody, nobody considers winning the AFC being the one seed. Who was the AFC winner last that's year? That's what, the, uh, that's what I was what? thinking. No, <laughs> no. Winning the AFC means you get to the Super Bowl. From that's the getting AFC. out of the AFC. No, that's, that's winning. Okay, then of- why is it the... <laughs> no, it's not. That's winning the AFC because you get the championship. <laughs> we can debate on this all it's day It's not a debate. <laughs> no. I've, I've, how about this? The Ravens for both. Matt's going to say the Browns for both. Uh, not Matt. Bladen is going to say the Browns for both. I know he said the Chiefs, but I'm vetoing him. I'm changing his own prediction. <laughs> He's got the Browns, and then Matt has got the Bills. All right. All right. Perfect. This has been our longest this episode yet. This has been yet. a seven-hour episode of Stay Hot. Thank you all for tuning in. You asked for this. You asked for the ultra-long Stay Hot episode. Here it is. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you do all the great things you've been doing, commenting, liking, subscribing, reviewing, all those great things. And until next time, guys, we will catch you on the flippity-flop. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.